Wow, 22 pages later, with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Three weeks in a row. It feels like old times. No one in the house, nothing to clean after, nothing to clean after anybody, me with the podcast. It's like my single life all over again. Welcome to the Bachelor Pad Edition. That's what I'm calling it. The Bachelor Pad Edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, Episode 134. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and here with me, not in person, but here with me as always, is the man who's hopefully in a better mood than he was during our San Diego Comic-Con episode, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Get off the high, high road, Summer. We all got pink eye because you won't stop texting on the toilet. Ah. Uh. <laughs> That's Rick. Oh, yeah. Of course. If, if, if he's doing Rick and Morty, like, like I said last time, even though, you know, Summer and um, what's-her-name do other ones, Rick's where to go. Oh, yeah. He's got and, all the good lines. And our other host, the other host is the man who's always in a good mood unless you mention to him that one of his shows are canceled, which I feel like is coming up soon. RT Square, off the tech. So the other day, I was uh, eating some chocolate, and I was wondering to myself, Damn, that person who first discovered that chocolate is poisonous to dogs must have had a very sad day. Oh, oh God. <laughs> or a very good day. Maybe it was one of those like little yippy dogs. <laughs> yip, 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 damn, yip, 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 yip. damn, Mike. Usually like death to children, never like death to dogs. That's really odd. <laughs> and it sounds like you're disappointed. <laughs> you think you know a person for 134 podcasts, and here you come killing a dog with a chocolate. So I'm like, okay, Mike, are you okay? <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> well, um, just to clarify, the reason why I say bachelor pad is because um, everybody's gone from the house, so I've had the house to myself for a week, and today's the last night. So, yep. um, what better way to celebrate than doing a podcast? That means and you I'm telling everyone out there, right? and I'm telling everyone out there, do not blacklight that place right now. <laughs> 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 okay, sure. I mean, I'm no not saying you're wrong, but okay. <laughs> Oof. Whoa, oh, whoa, guys, 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 guys. I actually have friends that listen to the podcast, and I actually have family members who started listening to the podcast. So wait a second. Thank wait, you wait. very much for that. Hold on a second. You have friends? Yeah, I was a bit I'm shocked so at proud that of myself. <laughs> so proud Any, of you. Remind me to kick you in your, in your zen ass. All right. Oh, sure. That, that you don't mind your family members hearing, I see. <laughs> Kicking somebody's ass is one thing. Um, blacklighting my place to, to check for enzymes? <laughs> Not cool. Just saying. Anyway, so let's let's um so what we're gonna do today is we're gonna put a bow on the entire Netflix Marvel series by reviewing the f- the final series that they're coming out with, Jessica Jones season three. But first, I got a question for you guys. What can stop Mike from giving you the quick news? Um, not really much. I mean, ever try to stop Mike from talking? It's really difficult. If you don't believe me, I'll give you my address. You can try it yourself. You can come to New York and sit down and try to get him while he stops rolling. But in the meantime, shut up. Listen, he's got some good stuff. Here, go. Quick news now. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy. And Ralph and Kai. Oh, always another day of good news and deaths. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Death? I, I'm like, he's... How he started dare talking. You? I was like, he started talking. I could have sworn like we missed death, but I guess we didn't. Who died? No, ah, uh, well, you may not know her name, but you probably know her voices. Uh, Rusi Taylor has been a voice actor for nearly forty years. In that time, she has been Strawberry Shortcake 
and Pebbles Flintstone in the 1980s, Minnie Mouse for the last 30 years, Huey, Dewey, and Louie Duck and in DuckTales, Gonzo in Muppet Babies, and Martin, Uter, and Sherry and Terry on The Simpsons, among a myriad of other characters. But on July 26th, Taylor died at her home in Glendale, California of colon cancer at the age of 75. Oh, my God. That, yeah. those, are, those are some iconic voices. I mean, Yeah, seriously. It, I mean, That's Muppet Babies when it right came there. out. It, yeah. Wait, you saw Muppet Babies, Ralph? You're not that you're not that young. I mean, you're not that I, I, yeah, you're not that old. I saw Muppet Babies, DuckTales, The Simpsons, all of them shows. Stra- not maybe wow. not Strawberry Shortcake. I saw maybe like one or two episodes. Nobody should have watched that. Listen, I was curious. I thought it was a cooking show. Oh, because it's not My Little Ponies, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to Neil Adams. No, not shout out to Neil Adams. The oh, yeah, because he, he's, he's an avid listener, I'm sure. He's, oh, yeah, I'm sure. And he can listen to me say, um, Ralph, press the button, what I would say. Fuck you. There we go. Come on, Ralph. You should know this stuff. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that she passed away, but she definitely yeah. left a lot of great voices and a lot of good footage. So yeah. kids well, can watch She was it. not alone. Oh, come on. Yep. Famous Dutch actor Rutger Hauer, best known for his portrayal of the replicant Roy Batty in Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. Uh, Although he already was a star in his home country, Hauer was introduced to American audiences in Sylvester Stallone's 1981 Nighthawks film, where he played terrorist Hamor Reinhardt. A year later, after Blade Runner, Hauer starred as the villain Navarre in Lady Hawk and psychopath John Ryder in the 1986 thriller Hitcher. Outside of his acting career, the Osterman Weekend star was involved in many social causes, including Greenpeace, and he founded the Starfish Association, which is a nonprofit dedicated to AIDS awareness. Wow. Howard died on July 19th at his home in uh, Bietzwag uh, following an unspecified illness. He was 75. Um, I had no idea Rucker Howard I, died. Yeah, I didn't either. I was just like going through it. I'm like, when did he die? Like, usually I hear these things that I missed it all. <laughs> you know? First off, I want to give Rucker Howard his due. I mean, in the 80s, he was the man. Oh, he was the man. He was really, he really was a good actor. But now I'm going to get to the other point. Do you go on the line just looking for death? Doesn't everybody? What else are you doing in your spare time? <laughs> I, I just wanted to hear how that question was going to go. How are you going to answer it anyway? I was like, wait, I can see Mike. Okay, not important, not important. Okay, there we go. We'll use that one. No, what I go on is like, they haven't found it yet. They haven't found it yet. They're not suspecting me. They're not suspecting me. Oh, we're now we're dying. That's pretty much what I do. No one's even oh. close. All right, good. Whew, I'm in the clear. Those idiots. They never suspected a thing. So, All wow, right. Rutger Howard. Okay, is yeah. that it for death? That's it for my deaths. Thank goodness. Okay, what else we got? All right, well, believe it or not, there are three directors vying to helm Sony's Venom 2. Uh, Actor-director Andy Serkis, who directed Netflix's Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Travis Knight, best known for uh, Paramount's Bumblebee. And Rupert Wyatt, director of Fox's Rise of the Planet of the Apes. All three directors have reportedly met with Sony, but no frontrunner has been announced. And Venom 2 has no other information or release dates yet. (laughs) Oh, my God. You forgot to mention (laughs) one director. Who's that? Ralph the Tech. Why the hell would you direct that movie? <laughs> exactly. Why not? <laughs> oh, because the first one was horrible. I, I, like I said, I felt bad for Tom Hardy. That's how bad that movie was. So you only have up to go from there, right? Um, no, <laughs> no, they could, they, they could actually grab off some pickaxes and keep digging down if they had to try. <laughs> Ralph, there's also such a thing called a false bottom. So right when they think that, you know, that, that they can get bad, they'll have you in the back. Oh, wow. We, we really got worse. Oh, I thought the false bottom were uh, the women in Venezuela. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for Dominicans, but okay, sure, false bottoms. You got it. <laughs> All right. Well, I got one more piece of news. Go for it. 
All right, if you're looking for a devil of a good time, your fun has been extended. Netflix has increased its order for the fifth and final season of Lucifer from 10 episodes to 16. Hell yeah. And even the, yeah, and even though the devil is in the details, one detail that hasn't been revealed is when Lucifer season five will be released. But other than that, wow. great news for all of us that love Lucifer. Listen, as long as they confirm that they've ordered uh, 16 episodes for season five and that there will be a season five, I'm happy. As long, I don't even care how long it takes. Yeah, I mean, I kind of do, but I really don't. But I do. It's a good show. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. That, 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 that's cool. That's cool. Is that all the quick news? It's all the quick news I'm giving you. Okay. Well, I'm glad there's no more death, though I thought we avoided it this week, but I could be wrong. Ralph, do you have any quick news? Yeah. N- so. uh, n- nothing about you. Oh. Nothing about you. Then no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's an honest man. <laughs> did, did, you, did you guys like hear Abe. about... Wow. I think you said Gabe. I'm like, leave Gabe out of this. No, no, on this podcast. Honest Abe. Abe. Honest Abe. No, no. Well, I, I hear did it you now. Know, did you know he hunted vampires? And zombies. And zombies, yeah. I've seen both documentaries, or, or otherwise known as films. <laughs> Wait, you saw both of them? Um, I've seen the, well, the vampire one, definitely. I saw some of the zombie, and I was like, I'll have to get back to that. Even, even I have standards. <laughs> oh, because cause Abe Lincoln and, and, and um, wait, the vampire was the first one, right? Yeah. yeah. So that one just was like, okay, I'll definitely be down. Yeah, it was actually not too bad. I mean, it was bad in, its, in many ways, but it wasn't. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I but guess now, if Abe Lincoln had to fight Sharktopus, I'd be right there. <laughs> you At least you lean in totally. You I lean. Am, I have leaned so far in, people have to actually hold me back. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm like you. Lean in when when it comes to that whole you know like if you like a bad movie, just say it's bad and you like it and it's okay. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, the only quick news I have, and I'm not sure if anybody's heard about it. I heard that Marvel, once the the Netflix deal is over, they're gonna bring the Netflix series over to um over to Disney Plus with the same actors and actresses or <laughs> actors actually the I, proper way. I I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure. I think they are because what they're saying is that. The deal is, um, I think Disney can't show the foot, um, can't you know do anything with it for for two years. Well, that's a long time for your actors to hang on. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I mean some of the I mean yeah you know, well they're all none of them are huge but like you know I'm sure this has gotten them in a little bit more demand and to just be like oh yeah sure I'll wait. Well, but at the same time way. I also it, do wonder like they must get paid to wait too. So, possibly. I was yeah. gonna say in a world where Will and Grace comes back after years later. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, even though it's not practical, I'm hoping that maybe that'll be some hope for Dare, at least for Daredevil. I mean, we're going to talk about Jessica Jones in, in, in a couple minutes, but at least, at the very least, if you get Daredevil and you bring that to Disney Plus and you continue that series, I'll be happy, especially well, they, because we're doing a bullseye. Well, I mean, if they wait too much longer, I mean, you know, Charlie Cox will actually be old and blind by that point. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be more authentic for the character. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds fun. Ah, art imitating but, life, blah, blah, so blah. I, and since, you know, Frank Miller did a run on it, he'll be like, I'm Daredevil. Aww. <laughs> Where's right. the trigger? Oh, God. All right. No, so I mean, really, I can't see it. Where's the trigger? <laughs> okay, okay. Let's, let's dive in, guys. Okay, quick news is done. Let's go into Jessica Jones, season three, the last series of the Netflix, or at least from what we know, of the Netflix Marvel agreement of shows. Oh, that sounds cool. Who's going to talk about it? Um, 
this guy who just keeps talking. You, MFG, Mike, the finance guy, with a synopsis. Go ahead. Wow. Doesn't Such matter. an attractive fellow, too. And so, <laughs> and so young, I've heard. <laughs> you know wasn't attractive? That introduction, I, I apologize. No, it was not. <laughs> no, that, and that I guy, deserve better. That guy's not young. He's timeless. Exactly. <laughs> All There's right, let difference. me say it right. Okay, so, and with the synopsis, is our own MFG, Mike, the finance guy. Is that better? That's much better. And that's All right. right. I'm, I'm this podcast's own. You all, screw you. You don't have me. (laughs) It's a lot of upkeep, guys. Trust me. Aren't we lucky? I roll. (laughs) All righty. Jessica Jones Season 3 is the third and final install of the Netflix Marvel Street-level superhero love fest that ended all too soon. The season premiered on June 14th with a 13-episode bingeable run. Melissa Rosenberg returned as showrunner, and Episode 2 featured series star Kristen Ritter's director... um, excuse me, directorial debut. Uh, Jessica Jones Season 3 has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 73% and a Metacritic score of 64 out of 100. They People really don't like things in Metacritic. Um, <laughs> alrighty. Synopsis. Put your ass grabbiest jeans on, your cheapest whiskey, and your bitchiest sneer. It's time to do some private investigating. Jones style. Jessica is back and nicer than ever. Uh, who am I kidding? Even being a hero to the city, getting sex on the regular, and the death of a family member can't shake the stank out of our beloved alias investigator's eyes. Uh, Jessica's air quote sister Trish has powers, and she is cray-cray to use them. With a serial killer on the loose and dodging police capture at every turn, Jess and Trish are at odds with how to handle violent crimes. Tossed in Jerry Hogarth's questionable morals, and a man that can sense evil, yeah, it's almost as lame as it sounds, and the biker jacket bruiser will face her toughest decision ever to stop a criminal she never expected. This is starring Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, Rachel Taylor as Trish Walker, uh, Eka Darville as Malcolm Duhase, who else? Carrie Ann Moss as Jerry Hogarth, Benjamin Walker as Eric Gildon, Sarita Chaudhary as Kith Leone, uh, Jeremy Bob as Gregory Salinger, Tiffany Mack as Zaya Okonjo, Rebecca DeMornay as Dorothy Walker, Mike Coulter as Luke Cage, and even David Tennant's voice came back as Kilgrave. All right. So let's get ready to review Jessica Jones Season 3. But before we do that, let's press that button and give the spoiler warning that we paid so much money for. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Wow, I just feel like, um, you know, I feel like we're in the middle of the UK now. But that um, spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush! Stush, man! Oh my God, you're both lame. <laughs> I, matter of fact, um, shout out to Steve. I was, I, uh, him and I were out for drinks on Friday night. Or you lush. Past Friday night. Yeah, sometimes. And <laughs> and him and I were talking about Stush, and he goes, you know, one day I've got to hear that. And if you notice, I didn't do the imitation because he might just listen to this one. So, Oh, I'll do it for you. He said, yeah, now, I just have to listen to that, governor. <laughs> oh, my so, God, that was horrible. Oh, that was really bad. <laughs> All right. Let, let's go from horrible to something good. Jessica Jones, season three. Um, it's funny because... Um, out of all the series, I don't think a lot of people thought that this one would get much traction after the first season because of, you know, the, or at least it felt that way. But, you know, out of, out of, out of all of the series besides Daredevil, it's probably the most consistent. And some would argue even yeah. more consistent, consistently um, well-written than Daredevil. What do you guys think? Um, consistently more uh, well-written? No. Um, but consistent, yes. And well-written, 
most of the time. I had my reservation with season two here and there, even though I liked it on the whole. But um, I also think that uh, the nerd, the nerd culture, the nerd uh, population also really has problems still, unfortunately, with female-driven shows or female hero-driven shows. So um, it already had a, you know, like a had to prove itself right out of the gate. I thought season one was really good, um, and I, you know, really loved season three. So you know, and Daredevil also. I mean, that's just been consistently good. Uh, well, but you know, I'm sorry, Mike. You were gonna say? Oh no, no. I was about to say it's not like you know Iron Fist and Luke Cage where their second season actually kind of redeemed their first seasons. Still haven't seen Iron Fist second season. Jesus Christ, dude. I've got better things to do, like watch paint dry. Ralph, what about you? Um, how do you do you feel like Jessica Jones is as consistently written as Daredevil? Um, yeah, actually I kinda do. I I kind of feel the flow that they went with throughout from season one to season three. And I didn't really have a problem with the writing either. Except for Trish. She sucks. <laughs> oh, damn okay <laughs> is that a well, personal thing or I mean I mean she just like so this actress is so good that she makes me hate the character that she plays you know that's right. like that's like um the guy who plays Negan you know he's so right. good at being such an asshole that he makes me hate him right you know? well Very the true. thing about the thing about Trish though and I mean I, I mean I I didn't hate her but I mean the thing is you're supposed to like slash dislike Trish, I think. That's the way I, I feel they've written her. But they've consistently written her such that season three makes perfect sense as opposed to yeah, she's written okay. one way and then you're like, where'd you get season three from? If you, you know I mean? And we all did watch one, two, and three. When you watch one, two, and three, this season three is a, a literal natural progression Agreed. of where she started. And, and, that, and in that you respect, like I said, you may not like her because she's did the, done the character so well and her character's been written so well at you not wanting to like her but they've definitely written her very well. I'll say this, though. The thing I liked about the first episode is that the first episode, not that you hit the ground running, but it gives you an update on almost every character that's there. You yeah. find out what, you find out what, well, more or less, you find out, you know, that Trish has been missing and what's been going on. You find out that her mother's looking for her. You find out what Jessica's been doing with her, with her cases, her sliding scale, quote unquote, right. cases. You know, you find out about Malcolm. So it kind of hits all the, you know, you know, right. it hits all well, the marks. You, well, you saw her Grinch heart, you know, has grown a bit. Not that she was ever <laughs> truly a Grinch, but like even her trying to be a Grinch was changing. And that's one thing I like about Jessica as well. Like, if you don't think about her character, and I mean, and I'm not applying to you guys. I'm just saying if you just didn't think about her character, you'd be like, well, she hasn't changed very much. It's like, no, she's changed a lot. She just, uh, she tries to maintain being the same person. And you right. can see that fight within her. She wants to still be the, like, I don't really give a fuck. But she does. And she gives a fuck even more than she used to. And I won't say that she doesn't like it in herself. She just, she doesn't want people to, she, it's not even that she doesn't want people to like her. She just, I don't know. It's almost like an embarrassment. It's almost like, you know, like, oh, you know, if you gush over me, I'm embarrassed. But like to the, almost to the nth degree where I'm, I don't want to be embarrassed by you liking me. So I'm just going to be an ass. <laughs> you know, even though yeah. I'm doing all the nice things, you know, <laughs> like she, she's that like horrible coworker that you're like, you just think was the worst person in the world, and then you find out that they've been like, you know, they donated both kidneys to you know, <laughs> to a dying kid or something like that. You're like, oh my god. Say <laughs> so, wait, what? Is... You're a saint? God damn you! I want to hate you though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, it was interesting about about 
Jessica is exactly what, what, what Mike said, the idea that, you know, you can see a, a, a slight change, even when she responds to, like, her case in the first episode, you know, mm-hmm. how she's kind of like, you know, she she could have easily, like, thrown a car at that woman when she right. brought the daughter back. And she, you know, she did, and, and her response to kind of, you know, understand what the father was saying, you know, that was, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was just, you could tell that if this was episode, or episode, if this was season one, and she got the same case, it would have been handled totally differently. Right. She probably would have put a put a hole through the guy's chest instead of just throwing him. Right. And I say but, just throwing him, right? Because it was quite a toss. She tossed the guy pretty high up in the air. Yeah. I mean, also what I, I I like too is that because it's been time, like you figure it's at least probably been a good two and a half years or so since season one. I think that's about a fair assessment of time. Wait, how, how how much you think it was? I think about two and a half years because I okay. think it's. Because I think season two, it wasn't right. I think that was even supposed to be like six or eight months after Defenders, mm-hmm. you know. And then I think and Defenders was you know X amount of time after her season. So I, I'm just, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm just picking about that time for the sake of giving it a time frame. Yeah. Um, so in that though, you also get to not that she was, she was already a PI, so we she already knew what she needed to do as far as her her job. But now her dealing with Trish, who's trying to do sort of the same thing, but just for her own purposes. You can see that, like a lot of her, what seems like uncaringness is actually very calculated of how she works. Right. And that so that also was nice to actually get a little bit more. It's not just oh she really has a heart of gold, but you know she seems mean. It's also like oh this is actually she needs this to work. You know. Right. You know like 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 the fact that because people know that she has powers and that she's a crazy bitch. You know in quotes. You know that she uses that very often. Yeah. You know she'll walk up to people and be and you'll be like. What do you think I'm going to do to you? And then they look at her like, oh, she's probably going to hurt me. <laughs> you know, like. Right. Um, let me ask you this, um, because Mike kind of said it in the synopsis. You know, we, we late in the episode one, we meet Eric and we get to know this, this character of Eric, this low level site, I guess you would call him a, 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 a telepath or empath. Right. Empath, empath, I guess. Yeah. Um, how do how do we feel about his inclusion to the series? I didn't expect it. I, I actually thought it was quite interesting, and it it actually helped make the sense to the story. Because without him, Jessica would have got stabbed. So, right. it, so it kind of gives you the reason for the whole story. I, I I agree with what Ralph is saying, but I'm going to add on to it is because um, I never warmed up to him. I mean, he is a character that is a snake in the grass, so you're, you're not supposed to exactly warm up to him. But he felt um, like a plot device. I, and in fact, I felt like that was his literal only thing was to be a plot device, which is, you know, we need to kind of get this ball rolling and we need to have a way of sensing bad and whatever else you want to call it. Because that's, it's his ability was, even they make fun of it, it's kind of a lame ability, but like it became useful, but only because of the storyline. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, think about it. If she was trying to track, what, season one was... Um, Kilgrave. Was Kilgrave. And then also like a little duke, uh, a little nuke on the side. And then the second one was her mother. Like imagine if, if Eric had been around in those two seasons, he would have been useless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he would have added, his power would have added nothing to either story. It's like, look at this. Look at this guy coincidentally fits into what we need right now. Yeah. And it was why, I mean, you know, and I get it. I mean, it's a story. You're trying to move it along. But like it, it felt like he was a prop as opposed to like, oh, okay. It kind of conveniently happens. It's like, no, this is exactly why the character was written. You know? Yeah. yeah. At least that's how it felt to me. Right. All right. 
How do we feel about um, uh, moving on to, to another co- uh, couple of characters? How do we feel about Jerry Hogarth's path, you know, with her dealing with her ALS and, and, and trying to find a way to kind of deal with all this stuff and then um, falling, falling back in love or, I guess, rekindling a flame with her ex? Or better put it, obsessing That's and, and stalking almost. I, I, I'll put it out there. All you ladies it's listeners. perspective. All you lady <laughs> listeners, pardon my French. That bitch is whisted. She's twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what was it? She whisted? <laughs> she's whisted. She whisted. She's worse than she's. She's worse than twisted. She's whisted. She whisted. Okay. <laughs> so, um, because what's interesting is that you know they they play Jerry, you know, because she goes across all the other shows as well. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Do you feel like they flip flop, or she's pretty consistent all the way through in all the other shows? Like I felt in in rant, in um um. The first Iron Fist, she was a little bit different than she was, you know. And then, uh, uh, Dare, you know, Daredevil, she was kind of who she was. But I don't know. Like, I feel, I feel like they, the, the writers don't write her consistently the same really? way. Oh, I, it, I see her consistently. In the other shows, she was literally just a lawyer. That was it. Like, we get, you know, like we're not there for any more ongoing story for her. So she's mm-hmm. there to, to walk in and be like, I'm Jerry Hogarth. You've already lost your case. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's, that's who she is. Um, and Jessica, you get you get her behind the scenes nitty gritty, where you realize that she is she's not even what she she thinks she thinks she's a bad person that's trying to do good and redeem. She's just a bad person. She really is, you know. <laughs> but anyhow, what were you about to say there, Mr. Rock? What do you think? Um, in uh, in Iron Fist, she seemed a little bit more motherly towards that's, Danny. That, that's that's my thing. Yeah, because she like she was a, a character. Well, she did know the family. Don't forget too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why it, it did seem like a little bit... She was a little more tender in that one. Okay. But in all the other ones, she was more, like, cutthroat, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially in the uh, the second season of Jessica Jones, I believe, is when she, like, cuts loose from her, her firm, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the second right. season. So, like, even that scene where she's like, listen, I'm, I'm going to leave. You guys are going to let me leave because I know all this shit about you guys, and this is what's going to happen, so... Peace, bitches. I'm out. Well, also, don't forget what she did by the end of the season, too. When she found out that the girl she took in and used as a lover mm-hmm. scammed her. And then she basically manipulated her into, into killing, killing her guy. boyfriend yep. and then going to jail for it. She not only convinced her to kill, I mean, you know, like manipulated her to kill the guy. Then she called the cops. Yep. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> there's been a shooting at so-and-so. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> What did I say? She's wisted. <laughs> she 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 wisted. She wisted. I'm gonna put that on and a shirt I'm, with your face on it. Word. <laughs> Saying she wisted. She wisted. Four ninety nine. <laughs> Sorry, no, I went cheap. I went cheap. No, we got right. we got to start. We got to get the good. word out there. You know, free plus shipping and handling. Well, oh God! <laughs> All right. So, um, and, and second, you said oh, you had two. You said you had two people to talk about. Well, it was her, and then I think about because they, you know, they introduced her, and now that how she's using Malcolm, you know, supposedly in the for, the law firm, but more like I guess a fixer, I guess you would say. Yeah. Well, what did you guys think about Malcolm's turn? I thought it felt a little too much, like a little too rushed, too or much, too, or too, too much. much. Like I, I just felt it was he just became too mechanical, like you know what I mean? I mean, you know, like cause, I mean, granted, we know this stuff has happened in between our episodes, like our seasons. Um, and but and since we don't get a lot of like his backstory or what may have been, he, like we understand that like he and Jessica 
you know, they always had an odd relationship. You know, she can be a heart and she's very hard to love. Um, but like he was just so not he not just a heart, he was just so extra like I'm by the book guy. I'm I'm you know mechanical oh, robot guy. He's not yeah. by the book, he's compartmentalized. That's what it was. I, I guess I guess it is, but it just seemed overly such. Especially without any like any more backstory for him to be like that. Like he's he was very different than he had been in the first two seasons. I mean in but the th- first season we know that he's a recovering addict and that's also manipulated by uh Kilgrave. So yeah. you know remember he was he was manipulated by Kilgrave to become an addict even. Yeah. Right. You know because I was just thinking, you know, in, in regards to dealing with addicts, isn't part of some of their recovery, you know, um, almost becoming rigid because they know that they can always fall back into old habits? I suppose so. But like I said, I mean, but without even, like, the, that wasn't even really brought up. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm just saying, it just seemed, like, in other words, if they had just, like you said, put it, like, if someone had said something like, dude, Malcolm, you just seem, you know, extra, like I said, compartmentalized or extra rigid or extra stiff or something like that. And he was just like, you know, look, man, I'm just trying to get over my addiction and I can't afford to, to slip or something. Then you'd be like, okay, I, I see where this character is now. It just, like, you, feel you, like just, he was, you feel like he was rigid for no reason. But you just well, kind of walked in and he was this way already. And you're like, oh, it's, you it, know. The way, the way I saw it was that he had a goal in mind. His whole goal was to strike out on his own. So right. everything, everything he was doing was for that purpose. So that's why he had to like be sort of emotionless and, and mechanical to be able to deal with everything that he had to do in order to right. strike I'll out on his that. own. I'll give you that. But of course, you're thinking if you were striking out on your own, and again, he's been working for Jerry since season two, the end of yeah. season two. So again, we're talking the better part of a year. Why are you still living in that shithole? I'm not saying he had to get a penthouse apartment, but he could have at least gotten a nicer, one-bedroom apartment. Listen, Mike, <laughs> you know? if you have rent control and you're making more money, you're not leaving that apartment because you're you... making more money. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, is this Ralph Explains It All? How to handle um, rent control? <laughs> all right, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We, we need a jingle. <laughs> Ralph Explains It All. So, uh, if not you that, have a rent-controlled apartment, yeah, you're not giving that up, no matter how much money you're making. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know if it's rent control. It's just, it was one of those things that I kept thinking. It's like, well, if you're trying to separate, then you should fully separate. You know? I, I saw his lease agreement. It was definitely rent control. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph right. really gets behind the scenes on his information. Oh, okay. <laughs> listen, Jessica Jones has broken her door to her apartment multiple times. Her windows, her apartment has been destroyed. How do you think she still has that place? Rent control. Well, remember, remember season, no, remember season two. Yeah, they're trying to get her out. Right, and she sent Malcolm over there yeah. <laughs> because the guy was gay, and he was like, she was hoping that he would like dazzle the guy into to letting her stay. So it's like she she has a very tenuous hold on that place, you know. Now, it's only it, because like the actual owner likes the idea of having a superhero there. Yeah, and also it's the rent control. Trust me, I saw the lease. It's rent control. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Thank you, and thank you for another episode of Ralph Explains It All. Anyway, let's move back to Ralph Explains. We need a jingle. Wait, without you singing, we don't need that. I'm, I'll make a jingle, don't worry. <laughs> okay, oh. anyway, moving back on with the show. So, at some point, you know, after they explain, you know, um, what um, what Trish has been doing and how she's been training, and, and they go into, you know, um, the, the case that she was trying to follow, and also, obviously, trying to find out what happened with who stabbed Jessica, we get the reveal of our villain for this series, or one of the villains, mm-hmm. which is Salinger. Right. How do we how do we feel as about Salinger as a villain of the show? I liked him. He was creepy as hell, and I really I gave big kudos since he was the 
80% of the, the season villain. I gave big kudos that he had no powers. I, I yeah. was really happy, just like how we've talked about, like, wouldn't it be great to see Batman actually be a detective? She, you know, Jessica actually had to be a PI. She actually had to be a detective, you know. I mean, she used her strength here and there, but it's not about, like, I'm stronger than your power or whatever that may be. I mean, he was just a ruthless, you know, SOB. Especially with that with that train full of body parts? Oh! <laughs> Honestly, I thought he was just a big whiny baby. Like, oh, I, I don't have superpowers. The better than well, me. Well, I work is. for that everything that I had. Well, he he's is. Lex Luthor, but yeah, sinister. But, but, and that's the thing that I kind of liked about that, too. He is a very much like Lex Luthor without like any like powers. It's almost like, I mean, I'm not saying that they were doing it, but it's almost like, you know, making fun of the whole Superman Lex Luthor thing, which, like, if you, if you, if you, let's say, for instance, if they were doing that, let's just take that, let's take Jessica Jones and uh, Gregory Salinger as Superman versus Lex Luthor. It's like, yeah, Superman, it'd be really easy to take down this guy. I mean, Lex is rich and all like that, but, like, it's really not that hard to capture a villain that's just a normal person, you know? Um, one of my favorite scenes, like, like, like Ralph said, he is a whining guy, and that actually is part of his thing, is that he, he feels superior, but he is really just a whining little dick, basically. Right. Um, the wrestling scene, when she shows up at, uh, at, at the, where he trains the kids to wrestle. Yeah. That, I love that scene. <laughs> I just thought that was so good. Yes. Because nice. it's just like, dude, you really think you could take down this woman? Even with her using your moves, she's stronger than 10 men. Easy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she's like, oh, I did, I did an illegal move. I guess I lost. You yeah. win. <laughs> oh. And she, I love it. She was like, class dismissed. <laughs> like, I was like, you go ahead, girl. I love you. <laughs> I definitely think Salinger was probably, I mean, I won't say as sinister as um, the Purple Man, as Kilgrave, right. but but on par. I just wish they yeah. would show a little bit more because like I felt like Kilgrave for that first season really made your stomach turn a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like I kind of wanted Salinger to kind of do that. He got there a couple of times, but not as many times as Kilgrave. Right. Yeah, well, Kilgrave. I mean, he was he's another one that was wisted. But uh, <laughs> it's a get used to it, people. It's a thing it's a, now. It's a word now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. But no, because he really wasn't. I mean, because it wasn't like sound. I mean, it wasn't like a, a Kilgrave was just like I'm controlling you. Sit over there and do that. He would just be like, oh, I'm done with you now. Put your hands in that you know that garbage disposal kind of thing. I mean, it's you know like he just did stuff that was unnecessarily evil. You know, yeah. he could have just had them go to bed and not remember him. <laughs> you know, I'm tired of uh, you. Go to the Empire State Building. Buy a pretzel and then jump off the top. Yeah, I mean, pretty much he would easily do something like that. And Salinger is just, it's his own, his, I mean, it's like he's got a lot of problems. I mean, I think he has um, a repressed homosexuality. Um, he definitely has an inferiority complex, you know. Right. He's got control issues out the wazoo. I mean, you know, he's, he's a very flawed man that doesn't see any of his flaws. And so, in fact, sees his flaws as perfections, you know. Are you saying that Eric could have gotten out of it if he also kissed him like the chef did? Um, it may have helped, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it may have helped. Duly in, fact, in, in, fact, in fact, I thought he was going to do something like that. Because by, by that point, they, they kind of knew some of the backstory, right? Yeah. He, they they well, knew what happened with the chef by that point. No, Eric didn't. Jessica no, I, was, oh, I thought they did. No, because oh, okay. Jessica, that's how she tracked him down. That's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. That's right. Because she went and saw the chef and was like, oh, yeah, it was at my old test kitchen. That's right. I forgot about that. (laughs) Okay. All right. So so we do like Salinger. At least you you guys do. I really like Salinger. I think he's, he's, for Netflix villains, he's up there. 
I'll say because um, I mean, think about that. I mean, if I go down the list of Netflix villains, like uh, I mean, he way surpasses uh, Jigsaw. Like everybody surpasses. Well, everybody, but but uh, oh, what the freaking was Luke Cage's uh, Diamondback? Diamond, except for Diamondback, who's I think the lowest end of all of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Luke like, Cage. A, I'm Luke I, Cage. I, I think, think um, Salinger's definitely up there for the Netflix villains, in my opinion. Wow, okay. Now, here's my thing. What's funny is I watched Salinger, and it's a part of me that was like, all right, maybe maybe Netflix will not do the whole red herring thing. Or not necessarily the red herring, but do the, the, the villain swap. Here's the villain of the first half. Oh, here's no, the villain of the second standard. half. It's the standard with the Netflix things, it seems like, you know. Yeah, so were you guys surprised with the development of the second villain? Um, I'm, I wasn't surprised that there would be a second villain. I didn't know that they were going to go all that way. With so, the wait, hold villain. on. Spoilers in five, four, three. Well, fuck it, we put the announcement. Well, of course. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you didn't think that they were going to go all the way with Trish and make her the villain? Not that far. I thought she was going to be extremely confused, uh, cause problems, but whatever the actual second villain was going to be, you know, was, was going to be. I didn't think they were going to full on be like, oh no, we're fully invested. She is a villain. She's not confused. She's not um, uh, overeager. She's a flat-out villain. And even she realizes it in the end. Oh, my God. I'm the villain. And that was a great line. Yeah. I thought that was a great line. Ralph, <laughs> I, 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 how did you feel about, um, about your, your favorite girl, Trish, being revealed as the villain? Did you see it? Not that you see it coming, but... Did you really think that that was going to happen? Oh, I saw it coming from the first episode when she's going after that guy for the uh, for the statue. The moment I saw her just, like, attack him like that, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely turning evil. And then once once I saw um, that, um, the, that the mother got killed. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah, by, she's, yeah, she's well by that point, she was already him. getting there. Yeah, by the time, that point, she was definitely getting there. But, yeah, I... I, like, again, I still was surprised that they went, like I said, they were just like, oh, no, we're fully invested. She's the villain. And it's like, oh, I mean, and I'm happy, like I said, because it was a natural progression to her character. That, you know, not that she was a villain, but that she just, you know, like she said, like, you know, you think you're always right. You know, you know and, uh, you know, you can't, you know, they, it's, it's really weird. They didn't use it as an excuse. I think they tried to give us possible reasons for her way she is like showing like how her mother Psychosis. pushed her you know um pushed her to you know be better or to to do better than everyone else but I, but at the end even jessica i think i said at one point she was like you know this was always you you know yeah. that was your personality your mother may have may have helped groom it but that's always right. who she was you know like she always thought i'm right about what i'm doing you know and you know, if you don't agree with me, you're on the wrong side. Yeah, just just a simple fact that she couldn't see how wrong she was. Yeah. By doing what she was doing. And how Jessica's like, let the police handle it. You know, they, they're going to take care of it. She's like, no, no, I got to do this myself. Just because yeah. she couldn't, like, that, that yeah. just shows you that she was going to go bad. But the I, interesting part, oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no Mike, go ahead, go ahead. Bro. No, I was go just about ahead. to say, like, where I go with that is, and again, I'm not disagreeing with you, with Ralph. I, I agree with what he's saying. Um, but it's an interesting thing because think about the, how many times, you know, whether it's yourself or your friends or whatever, you're watching, uh, whether it's a, you know, a cop 
you know, chasing a su suspect kind of movie, or if it's a hero versus a villain kind of thing, but like, like a Joker kind of villain, where someone that's murderous, where you're just like, just fucking kill him. That would end all this and da da da. And it sounds so easy and it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And that's who mm -hmm. she was. She's that person that in the audience is like, oh man, you know, this guy's could just fucking kill him. You're doing the world a favor, really. Yeah. But and that's where, and that's where <laughs> Jessica is to say, like, that's not our job. And it's <laughs> funny know? because Jessica, if you, if you, when Mike says that, they kind of foreshadow what, you're, what Mike's saying in the, in the beginning where she says that, that Trish looks at things very black and white. Yeah. You know, so that, I can, that totally explains that, that, that line of thinking where, you know what, if I get rid of him, I'm getting rid of something bad as opposed to thinking, you know, the moral thing, the, the moral idea of let the people who are in charge of the law handle it. Right. Don't take it into your own hands. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. So, and, and, and if you look back at episode, I mean, season one all the way through, you see her view was always very black and white. Yep. She took those pills from Nuke, not even thinking about it, you know? Like, you know, and she kept doing it because she wanted to feel straight. Like, she's just, what I'm doing is right. Damn everyone else. That's why she was <laughs> so know? goddamn annoying. You see? Yeah, well, I mean, that she, she was meant to be, and then you see how it pays off, which I thought was really good, you know? When, uh, when she kills that second guy, and then Eric starts getting the migraines off of her, Mm -hmm. Like that's just a big oh, sign yeah. right there. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I was that's also about, our convenient thing. I was thinking about Eric's power, and so the way it kind of works is, even though so like Trish thought she was doing good, but a part of her still feels like she did something wrong, and that's the part that Eric uh, like feels. You know, that's the evil well, that, part that he feels. Well, I don't know because, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if it's like that because if that's the case, then it takes the person to believe they're doing something wrong. And Salinger never thought he was doing anything wrong. I'm right. pretty sure you he, he so, kind of so, knew that killing was wrong. I don't know because, I mean, he, he had no problem doing it. Like, in other words, he, he never, might not he never have saw a him with regret. It, but he knew that it wasn't right. Well, he knew, uh, no, there's a difference between not being legal, meaning he knows it's against our law. But like, for, for instance, let's say if our law said that's okay. He still would have killed, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, because Salinger had no, better lack of putting it, he had no soul. He's one of those, you know, those kids that probably, you know, killed cats. You I know? don't know. Sociopath. He, you know, he, he had yeah. some James Brown on his, on his record, so he probably had a little soul. Oof, there you go. Wow. But, uh, why, why, why? Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I but, got I mean, soul. You know, so, 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 my, so I say that, like, you know, I mean, I mean, granted, we don't know how Eric's powers were. In fact, nobody does because, again, he was a plot device. Because, I mean, the fact that they had to... They had to use him to tell us how bad Triss has gotten. <laughs> Think about that. It wasn't yeah. just like, we, we saw how bad she got, but we needed Eric to tell the audience, no, it's not just that she beats someone up. I can feel that she's evil. Mm -hmm. It's like, thank you for telling us that she's evil. We kind of figured it out by that point, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? Um, and, you know, that was the thing with him. It, um, it, it, every time you see Eric, you're like, I just wish that, 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 that Jessica would go back to fucking the guy upstairs. <laughs> I, I felt so bad. I was like, oh, we all liked him. We all liked Oscar. Me too. I saw him. I was like, where the hell did he go? And they go, when they, when they did the whole, you know, talking about, well, you know, what happened with us? She's like, you happened. You were a good guy. I'm like, see, that sucks. <laughs> Bullshit. Oh, uh, I, I loved her uh, her assistant, her new assistant. Oh, oh my god! Her, her assistant was great. I don't know if the, the assistant was supposed to be transgender or was just you know, uh, uh, or just uh, you know, I don't know, um, identified yeah. in a different way or whatever. But I really liked her. And, and when uh, when Jessica realized that she was set up by Salinger and he was going after someone else before it was revealed that it was the mother, Dorothy, yeah. I was like, oh my god! Because remember that in the in the very first episode. She was like, did you do something with your hair? And she's like, I darkened it. We kind of almost look like sisters. And I was like, oh, don't, please don't tell me you've taken like 
this, you know, um, sexual, well, this sexual unknown type character and made her like the, oh, we have to do something because this character died now. You know, it's like, don't, don't fall into that trap. You know, it's like, like, you know, when you got shows like in the 80s, early 90s, like, you know, whether it was the minority character or the gay character, that's the one that dies. And to show that the hero is really a good person, that's what gets them moving. It's like, or they could just do something else. Like, you know, just because you're not, you know, standard to society doesn't mean that you have to die to prove a point, you know. So I was glad they didn't go there, but I did think for a moment she was going to die. All right. Mike mentioned Trap, and it just brings up in my head. um, It's interesting how, um, and we were talking about it um, off the podcast before we began, talking about how the sex was kind of toned down in this particular se- in this particular season of, of Jessica Jones. Does it work for the series, or do you think it works against the series? I don't That's think it works against it. Um, what were you about to say? I was going to say, for, that's for both of you. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it works against it. I, mean, I, I think, like I said before, it was pandering. It was also, I think... I mean, I know women in today's world are like, you know, we're women and we can be sexual and, and still be, you know... Um, you know, morally right, that I, I get it, but at the same time, there's a fine line between, at least I see it as a fine line between like, yeah, you know, she's a superhero, but she's a woman, so we can still let her have sex because that's, you know, she's a woman that doesn't belittle her and we're doing this for the guys that are watching. Like, there's a fine line you gotta ride between that and I don't think they wrote it very well uh, in season one and season two, but this one I think it was like, yeah, sure. And also we know that Trish really likes black guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. What do you think, Ralph? She wins and duns him, though. She wins and duns uh, like like other guys ha- like guys haven't won and done girls. Yeah. It's true. Um, yeah, I I thought like the sex in this episode, this season didn't really like do much. Turn you on? Yeah, and, and like on a steamy less steaminess level, it was less, like not even a a tea kettle going off, you know. Oh, so it, it barely wet your whistle? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... Oh, come on. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Come on. No. Sure. Was that for dad jokes? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that, was, that wet and whistle was pretty good. I'm sorry. I don't care what you guys say. I take pride in that one. Um, here you go, Cap. So, so, here you so go. Ralph- boom Thanks. <laughs> All right. So, um, Wow. Now, right, well, yeah. I mean, do you like? Did you like the way it ended? So, I mean, obviously, well, first off, they killed off Salinger, and I was like, "Wow!" Nope. I didn't think they were gonna kill him off. Not oh, day. I was. I knew that was gonna happen at some point. I mean, like Trish. Trish is determined. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Trish, she, she got it down and him. dirty. Yeah, she really did. I, I did have to give it like as, as much as you can hate Jerry when that elevator door opened, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> She really showed off those pipes. I was like, oh, so you do have some, some part of you that has fear. Well, also, I do like when, when faced with, like, a psychotic person that she's dealing with, Jerry bends quickly. When oh, she, yeah. she, yes. When, when Trish showed up and she's like, I, I, you know, I, I, I won't say anything, da 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 please don't kill me. It's like, yeah, yeah, you, you got a little common sense now. That, where, where's your money talk now? <laughs> you know? in, in wrestling, we call that a sniveling heel. Yeah. Well, she, she was. She, she sniveled. She, she was a heel, she, definitely. She, she was a sniveling high heel. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the, the end? And, of course, you know, there's the big fight between um, Jessica and Trish. With Trish with her her oddly, what exactly is her power power? It's like. It's cat Well, powers. she can land on her feet. You can land on your feet being thrown out of, like, three, four, five stories high. But yet you don't really have super strength. 
<laughs> I'm like, well, those legs are something. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call that because I can land on my feet when I jump off a ladder, but you throw me off a building, and uh, even if I land on my feet, my legs are getting snapped. <laughs> you know? Right. You, you and then you can see it in is? the dark. You know? Hmm? you know what time it is? What's that? It's time for Ralph Explains It All. No, no, we're good. So the reason why she can land on her feet, even though she doesn't have super strength, is her bones roll with the fall. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't Wait, roll. Her she bones just roll with the floor. She, no, no. she doesn't roll. She just kind of lands. <laughs> no, but uh, but she has that. She's got. Well, she's got some form of more strength, I would guess, than anyone else. Yeah. She supposedly has faster reflexes. She does. Which yeah. it's kind of hard to tell with the way they filmed because they didn't do anything that sped her up. So it's like, okay, I'll give you that. They did give her some cool moves though, um, some cool fighting moves. But then she sees in the dark, lands on her feet, and then they Can did. Claw somebody? Ca- I mean, she doesn't have claws, but I guess. Her they're, nails are sharper. I, maybe they're stronger. Like that, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe just more resilient nails. I guess you know. So it was an odd thing. I, mean, I did like the fact that they didn't make that battle like it's going to be a tough call. It's like no, Jessica's going to kick her ass. <laughs> like Jessica just has to get on her hand on her. <laughs> you know. The fact that she just well, boom boom and yeah. done. I was like wow. Was, well, because I mean it's not that, and I like that. I like that they didn't. Again, they didn't pander to that whole like. Oh, I shouldn't say pander. They didn't give us the, the trope of like, okay, superpower battle. It's like, like I said, it's not a battle. Like it's Trish had on, or at least close to Jessica's level of strength plus all that. Sure, that'd be a battle. But then that would also just be Luke Cage season one ending. And that would have been, we know where that goes. There would have been a crowd out there, Jessica, Jessica. You know, um, no, they were just like, Trish is crazy. She's got some gifts, sure. But she's fighting the wrong person with those gifts. Yep. <laughs> <Get out>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess it's a time that it's not written, it's not written well for the, for, um, it's not matching up with the, um, with the show. Remember we were talking about how Eric's abilities fit perfectly for what the show needed. Right. Yeah. The, quite the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Hellcat versus, oh, fight. Jessica, fuck. <laughs> I definitely like the fight. Um, I like the fact that, you know, they, they said, it said a lot. Again, I mean, we already knew she was crazy and she was the villain by, I mean, way by that point we knew that. But like, Jessica is like, I'm going to throw you around and I'm going to put a hurt on you, but you're my sister and I love you and I would never kill you. And you did see, she's like, no, I'm pretty much going to hurt you. And if I have to kill you, Trish was kind of like, probably it's not going to be that. I can justify it because I'm doing so much good and you're not. Right. You know, you kind of got that feel. Like, but she That's just, that self-righteousness. Just, yeah. She just couldn't get her licks in the way she needed to, you know. It was... Was anybody else expecting, you know, when uh, when they were fighting and then Trish uh, cuts out the lights and she's like, ah, oh, we're making it even now. D- did you expect Jessica to go, darkness? I was born in the darkness. Oh, God. Come on. <laughs> no, nobody nobody was expecting that. Not, not, <laughs> not even but, a little. But, but, See, I, but, I, but, but you didn't know where the fight. You what? No. Go ahead, Mike. I'm oh. just I'm just <laughs> but, but you, but you knew that that's where the final battle was going to, something about that was going to take place because remember when, uh, who was it that asked it? Was it Malcolm or who, I forget who it was that just said like, uh, um, like well, who would win in a battle or something along that line and, and uh, Jessica was like, I would. And she was just like, well, not if the light's wrong, you know? Yeah. And it's like, so you knew already that that's, she felt that that was her one advantage. I'm like, well, it's your one advantage until she, Makes a connection, <laughs> you know. Was All she got to disconnect with you once. Oh, she probably saw stars and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> what about colors uh, and blue moons? <laughs> oh God! They always have to be lucky charms. <laughs> so, but, so they end with you know incarcerating Trish and Jessica saying she's going to leave the El Paso, 
But then, were you were you surprised that they brought back Kilgrave or at least Kilgrave's voice? Um, I mean, that's what, surprise, sure. Because I mean, why would you expect that to be the voice that actually, even though he's not telling her to stay, he's actually telling her to basically to run. Right. Um, you know, but that's what convinces her to stay is basically Kilgrave would want her to do that, and you know she's doing it. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's a sappy ending. But I think it's not like other, like, for instance, it's not like Iron Fist at Luke Cage and even uh, Daredevil where everyone's like, oh, we'll probably have another season. They knew this was the end. So, right. like, they, they did give us a little sap, and I excused them for that little sappiness at the end where she just turns around at the station and just has that, like, smirky smile, like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm staying. I, this is my town kind of a thing, you know. Yeah. I gave them that because they knew it was the end. If, that had, if this was, like, a season four was coming, I would have been like, that's a bit tacky of an end, but this is the end. This is, this is one step away from, like, uh, what Star Trek uh, Five, where they literally oh, yeah. where they literally bow, <laughs> you yeah, know, because yeah. that was that was their last movie. Undiscovered um, Country, yeah, yeah. Like I really liked that scene, even though they were bowing for different reasons. But it was a bow at the end of your plays, the end of your show, you know. So I gave them that one. Um, but I think that Jerry, there's a quote from Jerry Hogarth. Um, I forget where she says it in the show, but she summed up the show. She summed up the, the whole um, episode. She goes, "The real world is not about happy endings." It's about taking the life you have and fighting like hell to keep it. And that is what Jessica did at the end. Absolutely. You know. Ralph, did you, did you like the ending, the, the very ending of the show, a series? Yeah, it gives you hope that there might be something in the future. Because you see the fact that since she decides to stay, you know, we will have some good story maybe down the road. And the fact that Trish is alive even though she's going to the super, the hero jail, the raft. She's go- the raft, yeah. You know, who knows what'll happen? Maybe she'll get uh, sprung or, or recruited for something else. You know, like right. she. Well, well, that, well, that I could see her doing like black ops shit. You know. But see, the thing is, if they were doing another Defenders movie, like if this wasn't all being canceled, all you know, all things being equal, I think the raft would have been their next. That should have been the Defenders movie number two. You know, escape from the raft. That would have been them needing to deal with all these people that they've had to deal with in the past. But at the same time, my question is, who exactly is on the raft? I mean, we haven't seen that many superpowered people, you know, besides the few people we've seen them deal with, but, like, to have an entire facility based for less than six people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, like, and, none, six, and, yeah. and none of them are, like, like, you know, Superman, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, what exactly? I mean, because you figure Kilgrave is the most dangerous of them all. Because yeah. his power like flows through the it, air, you know. He's dead. Right, he's dead. <laughs> you know, Trish is not super strong, so just put some you know metal mittens on her and pretty much just tie her legs together. You're you're good, you know. Like chain her right. down. Um, what the kingpin? He's in regular jail. Uh, what else do we have? Um, Bullseye. Jigsaw? He, uh, jig- it, on to someone <laughs> else. <laughs> oh, he's he's just he's just I'm look I look hideous. You look like a good looking guy that's been in a couple of fights. <laughs> you know, oh, that oh, that little scar over there. Yeah, you're horrible, you're horrible, Doctor Doom. Um, <laughs> you know, so Jigsaw, nobody. He's just a guy. He's just a regular guy that knows how to fight well enough. <laughs> you know, he's he's an ex Navy SEAL. Um, right. And then you have uh, who else? We have um, uh, um, um, what's her name? Uh, oh no, she's dead. The one from um, um Luke Cage. Oh, oh yeah, Mariah. Mariah, yeah, she, Mariah's she, she dead. She not be in the raft. <laughs> Cottonmouth's uh, dead. Cottonmouth is dead already. And then so Diamondback Diamond, Diamond 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 was being experimented on. 
So he shouldn't be in the raft because he probably should be wherever they were experimenting on him, you know, right. since we don't know where he is. And then who else do we have? Um, from Iron Fist, uh, that guy, didn't Davos die or no? Da I think Davos died. Yeah, so he's dead. And then the, the villain, oh, he's from season one, which is the dad, is dead. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, okay, well, we haven't seen, oh, and the mother from season two of Jessica Jones is dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, so she's really kind of dead. Yeah, so it's like really just Trish <laughs> and like a couple other people hanging out in this big jail, you know. <laughs> There's more security than there are villains. <laughs> exactly. I, hear, I hear Thunderhawk is there, even though he's a mutant, Thund but hey. Who? Th Thunderhawk? The mutant. Usually. Who the hell is yeah. that? That's dude. Thunderhawk is the uh, thunder. Wait, Thunderhawk or Thunderbird? I don't. Know. Who are you talking about? Bird? Sure, Thunderbird. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, Thunderbird what, also is yeah. dead. Wait, from the X Men? Yeah, never mind. It was a bad oh. joke. Let's move yeah, on. I'm glad he <laughs> yes, said that. All right, let's move on to some. Okay, well, we so we love him anyhow. <laughs> All right, so let's go right to it, guys. Let's go into renaming the series Jessica Jones season three. Mike, go first. I'm just gonna go simple with. It. Jessica Jones in for more. <laughs> um, all right. Ralph. Jessica Jones. God damn it, Trish. You did it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Jessica Jones. No sex, no problem. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, I mean, I, I really, I don't mean to, to, to rehash that point. I just really like the fact that they didn't have to lean into it so much. They, yeah. they tapped in and, then you, and you knew. Because in season one and two, you already have an idea what she is. So yeah. you can always defer back. I just really like right. that. And, no. and not all female, like, like Mike said, not, it doesn't have to be all female heroines. Because you do want to show that they have as much flexibility as males. Mm -hmm. But I like the fact that you don't have to lean on that all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. All right, so now let's go for ratings for Jessica Jones season three. I'll go first since I went last um, the last time. Um, I'm gonna give it eight and a half orange ugly couches out of ten. That shit was hideous. <laughs> I loved that couch because it was so not her, and you know she was loving that couch. <laughs> she, she, you know she was loving that couch. <laughs> it reminds me of the couch I had when I was um, when I was a bachelor and I was living um, in the other part of the Bronx. I had this futon that had an orange and brown pillow, and oh, during wow. the fall it looked cool, but during the freaking summer it looked disgusting. Oh, I don't know. Well, you, how many times have you have you been? Were you over for a podcast and fell asleep immediately on my O2 comfortable, extremely royal blue couch? Yes. <laughs> many a times, and, and, and sometimes not on purpose. <laughs> Ralph. I give it 7.9 forced blowjobs out of 10. Because that wow. was hilarious. Yes. He's like, and this time, uh, I won't even force a blowjob on you. <laughs> <laughs> that's always nice of you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Mike. I give it 9. My weakness? Occasionally, I give a shit. Out of ten, <laughs> that's that's, how I was like, I think that's my weakness. That's a bad weakness to have. Which is why Mike liked it. He was like, "Oh, I so identify with that." I was like, "I know where you're going with this." Um. All right. So there you have it. Well, Jessica before Jones. before we, we before you, we there you have it. So, um, Cap of all people, uh, were you surprised that you enjoyed Jessica Jones as much as you did this season? Um, I guess after last season, I was really thinking that it was going to be, um, it was going to, it, it was just going to kind of slowly dwindle down and being that it was a lot. Okay. Let me explain myself because of Fox and all that stuff with Fox. And of course with, um, you know, with all what Fox has been doing with their products, 
to see the end of the Netflix series and to see that P- Punisher wasn't that good, um, you know, that all the other series were, eh, I thought that um, Jessica Jones was going to follow the same suit, especially after season two, but I was really yeah. surprised. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a very surprising uptick. Yeah, because yes. I mean, again, with, especially in this case with them knowing that they were going to be canceled, they could have just been like, I mean, not give a shitty show, but like, eh, we don't have to give our best, <laughs> you know? But I, I, it was good to see that, and especially, like I said, because there's a part of me that that feels that Marvel would be dumb to, to chuck this It really out. would be. And yeah. I did like the fact that they did still keep the even though they didn't have to, they kept the, the continuity. Luke Cage showed up in his finery. He, oh, did. he, he did. did. And she's like, what's up with the suit? And he's like, ah, oh, that's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a kingpin now of Harlem. I'm a boss of crime. I got to make sure these guys stay in line. But I got to wear these fancy suits that frame me all so well. Oh, gosh darn it. <laughs> It'd be like, he's the kingpin, but he looks fine. <laughs> he's the kingpin of fine. Oh, boy. <laughs> I bet you he All gets right. a lot of coffee, doesn't he? Oh, boy. Decaffeinated, too. <laughs> so, there you have it. Jessica Jones. The end? I'm not sure. But, guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak. So download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the go. Now we're more Joe. <laughs> now I'm a what? Jones. 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 Yeah. I got them damn ears. Like basketball oh, Jones? You understand mumbling? I got them basketball Jones. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. <laughs> all right. You guys know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we've only done it once under a minute. But, I mean, I give long questions. They give longer answers. That should be the segment. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I'm like, like, where did they see the length of these questions? I give quick answers, questions. No, you don't. What? Oh, come on. If you compare my question size to your answer size. Which one of say, these 13 Marvel films do you thought? Oh, here we go. <laughs> For those of you that listen, please um, send, me, send me a vote on who you think is longer. My questions or their answers. Ready, set, go. If put in charge of rebooting the X-Men for the movies and could only use three mutants, who would you choose? Ralph. Uh, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, and Gambit. Whack. Mike. Forge, Polaris, and Rachel Summers as Phoenix. Interesting. Okay. Which would be most interesting if the MCU decided to bring back Daredevil as a movie? A movie with the cast from um, the Netflix series or a nonstop action film with no-name actors? Ralph. The no-name actors ones. That way you can get an interesting performance. All right, Mike. 
I say bring the cast without Karen Page. Otherwise, she'll have read a book on martial arts and she'll be a ninja master. Oh, stop. I love, I love her. <laughs> I can't anyway, stand her. I, whatever. <laughs> Was it genius the way Robert Kirkman ended the Walking Dead comic book series? Mike. If you're talking about the bait and switch, sure. Yes. the fans' right to know that the series is going to end. Enjoy the ride till it's over. All right, Ralph. The man is a motherfucking genius. Wow. He's a G. I'll I say that. Go, I didn't go all that far now. That's right. He's a G. G meaning gangster, not genius. Because to be able to say, you know what? I mean, like I was telling you guys off the podcast, he started his, he started his comic book by, by tricking the, the, the people at Image to take on the series because they didn't want a zombie series. Now he tricks the um, his public into figuring out what the end is. It's fantastic. I love yeah, it. Yeah. And last, name a Marvel or DC villain, either on film or on TV, that should have been portrayed better. Ralph. Diamondback. Really? Really? Yeah. They could have done way better with that guy. They could have left him out. <laughs> exactly. And that would have been way better. <laughs> exactly. Mike? Um, I'd like to see a, a, a good but different take on Bizarro. All right. Bizarro. Yeah, I think they should stop with the whole me Bizarro. I think that it'd be interesting, I think, if they actually made Bizarro um, just a dark Superman. You know what I mean? Still smart. Not smarter than Superman. But still smart, but just extremely twisted. You know what I mean? Like a okay. defective club. I, I think... Yeah, but I mean, but like, not just, like I said, but not defective in like, oh, my skin's chocolate. I mean, they could still do that. That's fine if that's where they want to no, go. No, no, like mentally. But I mean, but I'm like talking, yeah, but yeah, I mean, like literally Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, like totally dementedly twisted, but like, not. Like Frankenstein's like, monsters. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I just think that would be an interesting take on Bizarro instead of him just being like, oh, I'm big dumb. Just be like, no, I'm actually just as smart. I mean, just be like, I'm just going to fuck over Clark's world, like <laughs> totally with intention. I think that would be an interesting Bizarro. Okay, that, that, that's an, a very interesting take and something that I wonder if they, they, they would ever discover in the, ever try to do in the comics, nevertheless, the, uh, a movie series or yeah. a TV series. Well, I think Mike, a TV would be a good place to go with it, actually. Yeah, because you have more time to kind of let it breathe and, and really let the character development happen. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, Mike, now you know your next project. You're going to write a Bizarro story. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine like a, a nice series, though, like where the clone comes out, they think it's fine? But then you just start to realize it's fine everywhere else, but it's just warped in its head, <laughs> you know. He, he's like drinking the milk out of the refrigerator and leaving the container in there with a drop left. He's, um... He takes the last page out of every mystery novel in your library. <laughs> <laughs> he, he leaves he walks... only one sheet of toilet paper left on the road. <laughs> he, he, lets, he, lets, he lets your dog shit in your shoes. <laughs> he, 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 he completely unscrews but, but lays the cap on top of all the salt containers and diners. <laughs> <laughs> he chews with his mouth open when he's sitting at the table. <laughs> that bastard. <laughs> he uses all the Q-tips and put them back in the box. <laughs> he borrows all oh of your God, sweaters. That, that, he borrows disgusting. all your sweaters even though they're too small for him and stretches them out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I have that. It's called having a little brother. Anyway, <laughs> any shout-outs? Do we have any shout-outs, gentlemen? We've done three weeks in a row, so, you know, I mean, our shout-outs could be reducing or we could be increasing. So, anybody with shout-outs? I don't have a shout-out, but I have an idea. So, you know how What's your that? first question about the, the mutant movies, right? Mm-hmm. So, in my, at the end of my movie, Franklin Richards comes and does, like, a clue ending. Like, nah, that doesn't work. Let's just redo this. And then snaps his finger. And then <laughs> or it could have been like this. Exactly. <laughs> uh, 
But no shout outs. Good. All right. I, I Thanks like for following the direction. brain for giving me great ideas. Ooh. Yeah. That's, it, a, that's it, a team of one. It's hung in there for <laughs> me for these 30 years. So, you know, we're shooting for 100 more. Yeah, the weirdest part is Ralph's brain always, like, writes, help me, and tapes it to the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> you can but see that? But of course, that? He's from his, it, the brain is writing from its perspective, so the words are backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the hell? I... Play him. <laughs> um, Mike, what about you? Shout out to all those wonderful people. Shout out to my nieces. Whether or not we ever get sponsored by the Air Force is not important. It's very important. I need the money. Wait. But it's not important. You haven't been getting the residual checks? No. I mean, what residual checks? I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who mentioned checks, Mike? What are you talking oh, about? Oh, man. Just keep uh, on going. Keep on going. And shout out to Ruben. Hopefully he's listening again. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, I guess that that's some knowledge about that's not happening. No, there was no Babalu. Yeah, the, there true. was no no Babalu from Ruben. That's true, and, and no Babalu from Aaron. So. Yeah, well, that goes without saying. A shout out to uh, Johannes. Like, like I said, I miss uh, hearing from that guy. So hopefully he's doing well. I know you guys usually stay in touch a little bit more, Cap. Yeah, a little but, bit, a little uh, bit. Every now, every yeah. like every other week, like I'll, I'll, he'll post something up, so I hit him up. Yeah, and, so. a, and a shout out to my myriad of fans because I know you're out there. You're smart yeah. enough to love me. Just, remember, just remember that. <laughs> well, you already know my shout out already goes this um I was about to say South Dakota. South Carolina. <laughs> wow. well. She'll be she'll be up this weekend, so oh, South South Carolina. Um let me give you the news here. Yankee tickets, um, they're gonna be they're not gonna be cheap because this weekend they're playing the Red Sox. So not too sure if you're gonna get a ticket there. But yeah, it's damn right. Do you work for Ticketmaster now? <laughs> she asked me about it. She asked me something, and I had an answer for it. I mean, the cap the does have like three million jobs, so That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. But also, I'm gonna give a shout out to to Lula again. Hopefully, we get you on very, very soon. And also a shout out to JP. Find where the hell have you been, bro? You put up content, but you don't answer texts, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll get him to go. <laughs> hey, hey, there's nothing like a swift kick in the ass to get you going. That's true. Except yeah, when so, the ass kicks back. Because those donkeys can kick really hard. That's true, too. Wow. I, I don't know what to say to that. I think I'm... <laughs> okay, I'm, yeah, I'm going to end the show now. I'm calling it now. Oh, actually, Ralph, go ahead and do it. Because you've been wanting to do it the past two shows. Let me just say first, the code word is Wisted. Wisted. I like that. Wisted. Right? Okay. That's the code yeah, word. Yeah, the, the code word is Wisted. Let's see how many. I've got two Babaloos last, last time. Let me see if I can get some Wisteds. So go ahead, Ralph. <laughs> All right. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, I'm Ralph the Tech, RT Squared. And that guy over there with the uh, no clothes on in his apartment? is Yeah. In the bachelor no, pad. No, my, my family's listening to this. What's going on, dude? <laughs> then they're just as disturbed and disgusted as we are. All right. For, for RT Squared, Ralph the Tech, and MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, this is the cap saying... Keep it geeky. And please, don't have friends like mine because we're, like, we're friends like that who needs enemies. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs>